0: Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Road Trip Playlist podcast. This is a really exciting interview for me. I had the chance to talk to hip-hop legend Warren G. If somebody would have told me in high school that I'd interview Warren G, there's no way I would have ever believed them. So this was a really cool interview. I had the chance to ask Warren G about his new single with Ty Dolla Sign, and you know that. And he tells an incredible story that Ty Dolla Sign told him. We talked about when he knew he wanted to start rapping and forming the group 213 with Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg in his youth. Warren G talks about how Dr. Dre first taught him how to make beats and what it was like making music with Tupac. All of this and so much more. After a quick word from our sponsor, and we're good. We're rolling. Um, all right, hi, I'm with I'm with Warren G, and Warren, I've got to say, um, I'm super excited to be talking to you. Um, you just released your new single and you know that with Ty Dollar Sign and also have your own line of barbecue, um, barbecue Sniffin' Griffin's Barbecue Sauce and Rubs. And so I yeah. know this is going to be a great episode of the Road Trip Playlist podcast. Um, yes, indeed. <laughs> I like yeah. to start off by asking um, the guests what's on their road trip playlist. The what now? I like to start by asking my guests what's on their road trip playlists. Well, I hope I'm saying you know that <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: yes, indeed.
0: And so, what what do you play when when you're in the car? My my love for music started when I started creating road trip playlists, and that's where I that's why I named the podcast that. And I like to yeah. have artists that, that are on my war, road trip playlists. And so, um, and you know that is definitely one that that should be featured and will be featured. Um, but but what's on what's on the what do you listen to while you're in the car?
1: Uh, I listen to a a lot of the new records that's out right now. I listen to a lot of old, uh, soul, R&B, um, jazz. I mean, I'm, I'm a combination of everything. The new music that's going on right now, along with the old school and different genres, you know, reggae, uh, i listen to a lot of different things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, same here. Um, i've I've, uh, with we're listening to a lot of the new records you your new song which you just mentioned and you know that you did with ty dolla sign how did that how did this song come to be
1: uh well i've known ty for a while um actually i did a uh they had asked me to perform him and yg at a a power 106 Uh
0: uh
1: event back in the day and um so we had met around that time, so they was doing a video, so they asked me to, he asked me to do a cameo on the video, so I came and did the cameo. And then from there, um, he was like, i wanted to, you know, he said, Warren, guess what? I wanted to tell you something. I was like, What's up? He was like, man, uh, my dad sold you your first music equipment. Uh, you know, back in the day. And I said, Well, who was your dad? And he was like, his name was Tyrone. And I was like, Tyrone, Tyrone from Nadines? He was like, Yeah. I said, that's your dad? He's like, yeah. He sold you, he sold you, he sold you your first equipment. Then he was like, man, Endo Smoke, that song you did, Indo Smoke was my all-time favorite song. It's how I learned how to play bass, (laughs) bass guitar. And uh Yeah, so so we we built the relationship from there and just you know, been cool ever since, you know, still cool. And uh, oh, I hit him and, and, you know, told him, you know, I said, man, I got this record I want you to get on. And he was like, cool. <laughs> so we linked up and uh, he said, bring some of that sniff and Griffin's barbecue with you. <laughs> I was like, deal. And uh, so we linked up and uh, yeah, we linked up, came over, played the record. He loved it. Went in there and knocked it down. <laughs> Came back, you know. And uh, just wanted to drop some good music, man, just to bring a good vibe to, you know, a good music vibe. Because, we, you know, all the stuff that we're going through with the protesters and the police brutality and the, the presidential elections, all this stuff. So I wanted to, to put some music out that feel good. Yeah. And take, take you away from that a little bit. Not saying stop fighting for justice or... You know, trying to change laws. I ain't saying that, but just a, a different, like, real feeling right now. So everybody's dressed out, mad, mad, and, you know, shit like that. And we don't need that shit right now. That we gotta change. We gotta switch the energy. So yeah. I put that music up, feel good music, just to give people a different vibe and make them feel good. You know, something you could dance to, smoke to, drive to, uh, work out to. Just you could do anything to it. It's a great record. Oh, it is.
0: <laughs> it, it definitely is. And it and it's fun hearing the full story of it and how it's kind of come full circle. Like one of your first songs with Indosmoke being one that inspired Ty Dolla Sign to, to learn to play bass. His dad sold you your first music. It's just such and so interesting to hear the story of that. And I wanted to hear kind of like Ty Dollar Sign how you really inspired him. You you started, in 1990, you formed 213 with, with Nate Dogg and Snoop. But I wanted to know, when was it that you, you first wanted to be a rapper yourself?
1: Well, I was always a rapper. I was, the, I was you know, I was doing that shoot at, shoot, 14, 13, 14, wow. 15, wow. you know, in the Voltron crew. That was me, Snoop, the twins, bunch of us. Wow. Uh, we all sold candy together. And that's <laughs> what I was talking about in this DJ, the Voltron crew. Yeah. That was, that was this DJ. So, I'd, uh, that was when I first started, man. I wasn't really super good. Snoop was always dope. And you know, everybody <laughs> else was really dope. I wasn't that good. But I used to rap Dre shit. Uh, they had a song called The Cabbage Patch. Uh huh. And I, uh, Shit, I started rapping that month because I knew it by heart because he let me keep the tape, cassette tape of it. Oh, okay. And, uh, so I used to rap that muff and they was like, damn one, you dope. <laughs> but I was cheating. <laughs> you were but, uh, I could I could rap though. I just wasn't wasn't as dope as like like uh Snoop was dope. He was always dope. <laughs> but uh that's that's where it started and then I just Fell in love with DJ and Dre showed me how to DJ and I fell in love with that. And then as I got older, uh, Dre and Cole 187 from Above the Law taught me how to uh, uh, work the MPC 60 drum machine. And from there, I just
0: took it and and started creating, you know, the G Chop. Wow that that's incredible it's it's incredible you to to just picture all of you guys rapping um, selling candy way back in the day and and how all of you all of your careers have, have come to be what they are now with with Nate and Snoop and all of yeah. that it's just it's it's really cool and and I so oh. I listened to an interview with you on ESPN and they asked you how your life changed after reg, regulate but but reading and learning more about you I I wanted to ask more about how your life changed after you wrote and produced Indo Smoke, the the track that Ty Dolla signed was his favorite. And then it was featured on the legendary Poetic Justice soundtrack. How did that, how did that song really, it seems like that's where everything kind of changed for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, Paul Stewart and John Singleton, uh, rest in peace. Uh. They heard, they heard, uh, I was up at the studio with Snoop and Dre and they was doing a, what's my motherfucking name? Because that, that's John, John and Paul Stewart was looking for songs for the soundtrack. So I asked Paul Stewart, can I play, you know, can I play a song for him for the soundtrack? And, uh, he was just like, he was like, yeah. And, uh, so we went to the car, I started playing it and he said, stop. And when, once we stopped, he was like, uh can I take this tape? And I say, yeah, he took it. And, uh, she called me like that Monday and was like, uh, we want this to be our first single for the poetic justice soundtrack. And then that, that totally blew my mind. Cause that was my <laughs> first official, my first official, uh, 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 song production. And as a, as a rapper, then that opened the door to where the labels and in- the, in the industry was at me, wow. and, you know, I, but I, I uh, including, you know, Dev Jam was in there and, and I got a call from, uh, you know, Paul called me and said that Tracy Waples and Chris Lighty wanted to meet with me and, uh, Leora Cohen. So uh, they flew out. I met with them. We had a good talk. I looked it over the, looked over all the other uh, offers from all the other companies. And I thought about it. I said, well, this ain't this is a this is a trip because you know none of these uh companies specialize in hip hop, but Def Jam do. So I said, I thought about Crush Groove, Russell Simmons, Rick Rubin, Beastie Boys, Fat Boys, Run DMC, Public Enemy, Slick Rick. I thought of LL Cool J. I thought about all that. And I said, I got to go with Def Jam. They know what they doing. Oh uh, yeah. And just for them to want me, it was incredible, man. That's Dev Jam.
0: <laughs> it's huge. Mm-hmm. I I heard um, LL was part of the early meetings with with you, and was that part of that swayed your decision with with going there for hip hop? LL was Public
1: Enemy was, uh, nice and smooth. Uh, who else? Uh, God, dog! I can't remember everybody that was coming in there, but everybody that came after me was Jay Z, DMX, met the man. Red, they came after. That's after yeah. I, I sold all them records because I got kept
0: <laughs> them off. They, off. They, you know, got them back in the mix. Totally. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was a huge. It was a huge time when you when you went with them. The what followed, what the tone that you set. Really, kind of helped build the momentum that that you see um, that that came after you, and so it's really yeah. It is, yeah. So Daisy, so Dmx,
1: Method Man, Man we got to do a song. I got to do one with all of them.
0: Yeah, that's mm. incredible. That's incredible. And um, I, I heard Brown, yeah, Cage, uh, J. O. Felony, Richie Rich. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a, that's a company you want to be in when, when it comes to what you do. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, and, and how does it feel? You have, you really did open the door for so many in hip hop and with, and just totally your legacy in hip hop is huge with, with the G funk era. What, what does that legacy mean to you?
1: I mean, it just let me know
0: that, you know, all the
1: hard work, <coughs> you know, all the hard working just all the, the the you know the 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 you know just all the hard work and all of the the, the pain and suffering that I went through paid off and how you know and, and just me wanting to be an artist and just really being able to let people hear my music get all all the hard work and all that paid off for me and, and I you know I'm still going I ain't I ain't, it's I feel like I'm still like shit in the nineties. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, just in a more upgraded system, record company, system, you know, you know, music world and, uh, ain't nothing changed. Shit. I feel like I'm 17.
0: <laughs> uh huh. That's amazing. When you, when you talk about, uh, the pain and suffering of coming up, how, yeah. how would you describe the pain and suffering coming up as, as a rapper? just let downs let downs you
1: know just you you know you thinking that your music is just super dope and then you get let down you know we got we got let down by a bunch of people you know what i mean yeah but it didn't stop us from working and working hard so we kept working hard until it happened yeah
0: is is there? happening
1: i kept kept pushing just because i wasn't gonna give up
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so so during the times of letdown. Um, uh-huh. is there a particular time that you think back on that makes the success that you've had later even even sweeter?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was just, I wasn't, wasn't nobody. I was left just on my own, you know. My best friend and my brother was doing that thing. And I pretty much wasn't with them or just with nobody. So it was kind of depressing, you know. So I had to, you know, looking back on that, then what happened, the hard work I did, it was like, wow, okay.
0: Yeah. And, and, yeah. So, and I heard that, I heard that your brother was, uh, told was a big part of encouraging you to, to go to another label and to do your own thing. Is that right? He
1: just told me you got to be your own man. He didn't, you know, that was it. Yeah, there yeah. was, wasn't no label it was just you gotta be your own man you gotta stand on your own team too and handle your business cause it ain't gonna
0: work over here so I was like oh <laughs> and, and so How's how that? how special does that make um, Regulate which got claim from just about everyone was Grammy nominated how, how much when you're doing it and being your own man how much does that mean to you
1: I mean, it means a lot, you know, it means a whole lot. I mean, just, you know, it means a lot. You know, I I can't explain it, you know, it just, you know, it means a whole lot because like I said, all the hard work I put in, you know, and all the letdowns I had and all of the, you know, the the good and bad people in my life, you know, all that, excuse me I'm going to have to spray the lights off <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing um and then uh, there, there was there was one other time where where it was soon after Indo Smoke when you were in the studio for with Poetic Justice um mm-hmm. the, the soundtrack there that you got you got to work with Tupac and that you were there and and helped um that's when how how long will they mourn for me was born um, what was that experience? And Definition of a thug, and uh, oh, okay, both of those the same time, yeah, the
1: same day. Wow, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, Tupac was cool. Uh, you know, he gave me a call, I didn't think it was him at first, so I <clears throat> hung up the phone a couple times and he called back and was like, This Tupac, so which I, I was like, All right, so he was like, Man, you did the Indoor Smoke, Come up at Echo Sound. Can you come up? I need some music. I was like, all right, bam. Grabbed my 4-5, my MPC-60, and my Crater Records, and I jumped on the freeway, 710 Freeway, all the way to the 5, to Echo Sound. Jumped out, came in there. It was Tupac. <laughs> hooked my, I hooked my equipment up as soon as I walked in. Got my Crater Records up, my turntable, my mixer up. Started playing samples. And we we actually first we talked. We had a long talk, and we was talking about you know he was asking me like what what was up with me. So I kind of told him like you know what I was going through mother shooting at me. Shit, I'm I'm you know grinding. I'm hungry trying to get it, you know. And it was a it was just a, a, a big old you know just a bunch of shit that I was going through and uh and uh so he jumped up and went right in the booth and. He was in there for about thirty minutes. That's when they used to turn the monitors off, so you couldn't hear nobody recording. And then once he came out, he he played. They played the record. I was like, "Ain't this a bitch?" Everything we talked about, he put that shit on there. Wow. You know, he he put it in this in the story of what he was talking about. My definition of a thug, nigga. <clears throat> and uh, so. We was in there working hard, you know. I, he said, "You got something for the hook." I put some scratches and shit on it, and then um, uh, Big Psych, Little Psych, uh, Big Runner, Little Runner, Mac Ten, uh, they all came in, <clears throat> and uh, and they that they, they told Pac that his buddy Cato got killed. So when he, he heard that, he was like, "One, well, you got a, a beat." that I could do a song to dedicated to my buddy Kato. So I said, yeah. And then that's when How Long Will They Mourn started, and he needed somebody on the hook. So I called Nate. I said, Nate, Pop want to get you on the, on the, on the hook. Nate came up, and that was it. From there, man, that was a done deal. Oh my
0: <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't know. I've never, I've never made a song, but making two songs of that caliber in one night, um, how crazy is that?
1: It was hey, that's how we worked. It was just yeah, we just uh, it was we just worked. It was just we just kept working, just kept you know in there just working. I wasn't even thinking nothing of it, just working.
0: That's amazing! Wow. Um, well, yeah, that's that's really incredible, and it shows the talent of 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 the artist that 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 you are, that Tupac is, and and that you were just surrounded by. I wanted to i talked at the beginning, um but I've been really excited to talk to you about Sniffin' Griffin's barbecue um which uh-huh. which, which, which listeners can buy at sniffing Griffin's barbecue dot com yes you did. with your father in mind what were some of the steps for Warren g to become a pit master
1: uh, just studying studying all the guys before me uh I've studied a lot of pit masters. but um, the main pit master was my father, you know, because back in the day he used to cook at all the family cookouts and having fun and, and you know, just telling stories and he just fun and just good vibes. that stuck with me. So that's why I, I wanted to be like my dad. And uh, and I just I, it stuck with me and I just kept doing it. So as I got older and was able to do it, I would cook for all my friends and I've been doing it to date. <laughs> and uh, so people was like, well, you need to start your own barbecue sauces and rubs. Some of my friends helped me out, helped me put some of it together, some sauces and rubs. And uh, from there, you know, I, I just I started doing catering. Uh, you know, I have a team. It wasn't me. <laughs> I had a team. <laughs> it was barbecue, barbecue catering. We did the YouTube. Uh, parties, Levi parties, and just a bunch of different, bunch of different uh, uh, events. And the results from that was just incredible. The people was like, just blowed away. Uh, wow. As far as the, 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 the barbecue, you know, they was like, some people was like, it's the best they ever had. <laughs>
0: wow. And
1: some was just like, it's the best on the West Coast. Like, the whole nine, they were really, really like, like, uh, like, It was just overwhelming. And uh, so I just, I just started, I I said to myself, you know what, let me take a shot at it. And I did it and, and, you know, it's one of my passions and I really care about it and I'm pushing to get it in store. So hopefully it'll be in store soon.
0: Wow! And just having a
1: product that people can taste and know that it's good. And and when they cook with it and know that it's even better. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, bring, it brings people together. Well, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to try it myself. Um, I, wanted see, I wanted to see I to see what what food would we see at a Warren G. and Sniffin' Griffin's cookout?
1: Uh, You're going to see brisket. You're going to see some boneless skinless stock. You're going to see some uh, beef flanking ribs. You're going to see some uh, uh, spare ribs uh you going to see some uh beef links um you'll see leg quarters uh you <laughs> see macaroni and cheese uh baked <laughs> beans potato salad coleslaw um, uh artichokes uh uh vegetables smoked vegetables wow uh, let me see uh you going to see uh, a lot of <laughs> Everything, yeah. <laughs> try
0: a tip. Wow, yeah. you really, you really. When you say everything, you mean everything, and it sounds fantastic. yes indeed. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> what What would you say is the number one uh, sauce or rub from Sniffing Griffins that that listeners should try?
1: It's all great. The OG rub is incredible. The OG beef rub is incredible. All of the sauces are excellent. Not I'm putting everything on that like you know i'm putting my name my name is on that yeah I mean, it's, it's great and i'm not just saying it because it's me and it's my product but it's really good you know it's really good so you got to get get a chance you got to take it taste it taste it
0: awesome okay yeah I'll, I'll i'll email charlie a picture when i when i uh make the make use the sniffing griffins okay um, <laughs> um, while, while we're on the subject of food I wanted to ask how many episodes of Martha And Snoop's potluck dinner party Did Warren G watch
1: uh, I watched a lot of them But I, I thought I should have been on there <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying
1: Everybody was like why are you not on there I'm like I don't know you gotta ask Snoop and Martha That
0: <laughs> Yeah it's, uh, it's too bad sniffing Griffin. Guess I wasn't big enough <laughs> come on too bad sniffing griffin wasn't wasn't released at that time
1: no it was
0: out oh was it oh i saw 2019 Mm -hmm. for the release and the last show being in 2018 so i was like oh maybe that's why but yeah i was kind of just
1: wasn't out on the mainstream but it was out oh i see i see it wasn't you know all over the internet then (laughs) that's
0: yeah that's so funny. Well, well, um, I have five questions that I ask of every inter at the end of every interview on the podcast. Um, uh-huh. num- number one is if you had to eat <coughs> breakfast food, lunch food or dinner food, only, only meals from that food group for every meal, which would you choose?
1: Yeah. I'd have to say dinner
0: dinner based on based on what you're making at the cookout i, I had a good guess <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. number, number two I, I ask in every interview is what is what is your go to karaoke song
1: uh, uh, oh wait I keep forgetting Michael <laughs> Mcdonald
0: wow okay. Um number 3 is a guilty pleasure you have while on tour.
1: Uh
0: uh just uh
1: going and you know trying out other other people's barbecue and eating the pork the pork ribs cuz I ain't supposed to eat the pork like that but I you know I I end up doing it <laughs> and just going to just tasting everybody's uh everybody's uh I like to experiment with everybody else's food
0: okay you know just
1: to see where the best barbecue is whatever city i'm in i go see what the best barbecue is your
0: favorite tour stop to get good barbecue at uh it's a it's
1: a place in uh where is that at it's in arizona it sounds crazy but it's arizona it's called little miss (laughs) barbecue
0: well okay got some
1: pretty good barbecue Wow. Okay. Elba Austin, Texas uh is uh uh is it's uh Tony uh and Tony Blacks I mean is it Tony Blacks uh, uh Terry Blacks. That okay. that's that's a one of that that's another one. Uh
0: Terry Blacks.
1: Yeah, that motherfucker in in Austin. Whew. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's uh yeah, that's a that's a uh, a good one.
0: <laughs> okay, all, all these places I'll have to try. Um, number um, and most importantly, Sniffin' Griffins at sniffinggriffinsbarbecue.com. dot uh, com. Uh, <laughs> number four is one group that's not currently together that you'd love to have one more EP from. Uh, two, one, three. <laughs> I'm with you there. That, oh yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, who's oh it? yeah. Who's an interesting guest that you think I should have on the road trip playlist podcast? That's number five.
1: Uh, hmm. let me think. Uh, uh I say, uh, it's a dude out of Long Beach named D.W. Flame.
0: D.W. Flame.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Awesome. Well, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the time, Warren G. I appreciate um, really your music and what you've done for, for hip hop. And like you said, you've opened a lot of doors. And so I want to oh, say yeah. thank you while I have, have you on the phone and I can't wait to try sniffing Griffins.
1: It's so good, man. Much love. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Thank you. I, I appreciate it. All right. It. Well, it was nice to talk to you, man. Definitely. Have a, have a good rest of your week.
1: Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, you too. All right, later.
0: Once again, thank you for listening to the Road Trip Playlist podcast and my interview with Warren G. Make sure to check out his new single with Ty Dolla Sign, and you know that, as well as his premium barbecue brand, Sniffin' Griffin's Barbecue, which you can buy at sniffingriffinsbarbecue.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the Road Trip Playlist podcast for more great interviews.